Good morning for Northeast by Midwest. This is Jonathan Jones. Sage words or wise words. What would be some sage or wise words that you have heard? Well, there's lots of them, right? Uh, we probably all heard them. You know, don't work too hard. Um, you know, the early bird catches the worm. Balance your life. Um, I, the list goes on, right? <laughs> we probably all... What would some of yours be? You know, reach out, let me know. Maybe we'll do a podcast sometime on, on sage and wise sayings. I wanted to share one from my life that uh, has really marked me. Um, you know, it, it, it came from a, a source that I wasn't surprised, but it came in a way that I wasn't prepared for. So my bride and I, uh, Laura and I, have been married now by God's grace for 21 years. And uh, the night of our wedding, August, or I'm sorry, the night before our wedding when we're doing our rehearsal dinner and things of that nature, my father pulled me aside, Rick Jones. And, um, you know, I think sometimes for those of us who have lost loved ones and people we love and people that mean something to us, their words uh, are even more powerful because we realize that, you know, we can't, we can't hear them again, right? And so that night, you know, he said to me, he said, hey, son, you know, I want to talk to you about uh, about tomorrow night, you know, about the uh, the wedding night. <laughs> well, well, for those of you that are married, I was like, no, dad, I think I'm good. I think I can figure that out. I think I'm good. He's like, no, no, seriously, I, I, I want to chat with you about that. I, I, I got some, you know, just a few things I want to say. I was like, no, dad, I think uh, I think I'm good, dad. I think I can handle myself. <laughs> And so, um, anyway, to make a long story short, you know, as we're, as we're chatting about those things, um, you know, and I'm telling dad, I'm like, no, please, I don't want to talk about this. I'm good. My dad says, okay, son. He says, well, I want to talk to you about your marriage then. And I could kind of tell in his tone that things were shifting. Um, at first I really don't think he was joking that, you know, he wanted to talk to me about the wedding night, but, uh, I think he got the point that. I, you know, I'd be all right. And I think by the grace of God, we've done okay. You know, um, God's blessed us with three children. And I think we figured that one out. But what my dad said to me next, um, are lasting words, they're sage words, they're wise words. And, and, you know, they weren't at all. And even as I share them with you, some of you've heard me share this before. I've shared it when I preached, I've shared it in devotionals with friends. I've shared it when I've counseled people. And you know, it's amazing. They're, they're really, it's only two words. And, and yet, the power of them and the reminder are incredible because of the context and the individual. And so as dad got ready to share with me, you know, before I share them, you have to understand for me who this is. You know, this is the guy who disciplined me as a kid. Uh, this is a guy that's my father. He was my pastor. He was my friend. We rooted on the Ohio State Buckeyes. We, we cried, maybe not literally, but figuratively over our Cleveland Indians and Cleveland Browns. We, we traveled the country so many times together. Uh, this was the guy that I wrestled with. This was the guy that I would eventually bury. Uh, this was my dad. And, but not only my dad, at the time of my wedding, I don't know that I would say he was a best friend. He was becoming a friend, but by the time he would die about 19, about 18 years later, uh, I would say he was one of my closest friends and also my father. 
And so as, as my dad looked at me and, and we kind of put to bed, pun intended, <laughs> the wedding night stuff, um, I remember my father saying to me, well, now, son, I want to talk to you about your marriage. And what I'm about to tell you, son, you need to listen to me and you need to heed my words. And, and I don't really remember what else he said because it wasn't long. But as I recall, he went on for 20 or 30 seconds. And then he said, son, work hard at your marriage. Son, did you hear me? Work hard. Yeah, dad, I heard you. Work hard, son. You work hard at your marriage because marriage is hard work. Work hard, son. Work hard. To this day, those words kind of take my breath away. I expected some theological treatise about a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, or husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, or, you know, serve your wife, uh, be a good provider. And my dad dropped those two words on me. And I remember as I went to bed that night, my friends did what normally, you know, guys do and try to do a little bit of a hazing party for marriage and stuff like that. And we had fun. But I remember going to bed that night and those words rang in my head. I remember a couple weeks later when we had our first big fight, if you will, those words rang in my head. Work hard, son. Work hard. I remember when we had our first child and my wife was more or less helpless outside of breastfeeding our daughter for a few weeks because of the C-section. And I remember those words. I remember when we had our second daughter by C-section and our third. I remember when we lost a baby in between our second and third daughters. I remember those words when my dad died and I held my mom with her tears running down her cheeks and mine as well. Work hard, son, work hard. I remember those words when I go in the office every day at Lisbon Falls Baptist Church and when I walk to the doors of my house, when I feel like I've got nothing left. And frankly, sometimes when my wife and children have been gracious and I've given everything I have to the people around me, but my family might get some of the leftovers. And I'm reminded of my dad saying, work hard, son, at your marriage, work hard. You know, friends, if I was to write a book about marriage or about life, I think that'd probably be it. Work hard because it's hard work. And, you know, when I say these things, some of you might be thinking that I'm talking that, you know, I have a, a tough wife that makes it rough. No, I have the best wife in the world. I love her. She's my best friend. Uh, she's God's gift to me. That's not really what my father was saying, so if you took it that way, you missed it. What, what he was saying was, you know, unfortunately we have this saying in America, or at least I've heard it times before, that marriage is 50%, 50%, which equals 100%. That's just not true. Marriage is I'm 100% all in, and so is my partner, so is my wife. In, in theory, making 200%. And I think that's part of the problem in many of our marriages. We assume that the other person is going to work hard while we give half effort or 75%. And what my dad was saying was it was a reminder, I'm sure, to himself that he had to work hard because marriage is hard work. It doesn't just happen. And the reality is, you know, I notice that now after 21 years. The hard work that my wife and I together put in 
is starting to pay off fruit. And what I mean by that, it's not that we had a terrible marriage or that things were hard. Hey, we had our days. We even had a year that was tough. Our second year of marriage was not easy. It was hard work, but we worked hard. And now that fruit is starting to pay off. Those seeds that were planted in the garden of marriage are starting to blossom. And the relationship is there. And now as my wife and I enter a new phase where we're getting closer and closer you know, to empty nest, and some of you know what that's like, the hard work of working on our marriage and working hard because marriage is hard work. I mean, those two words have revolutionized how I understand marriage. And frankly, to, to branch for a second, friends, how I understand everything. I, I'm not good at a lot of things. I'm not good at building things with my hands. I'm not super techie. I know enough to be dangerous, but that's about, enough, that's about it. I was always a decent athlete. Nothing that you'd write home about, but, you know, for my age and build, yeah, I was probably a little bit above average, maybe. You know, I, I don't think I'll ever be the best preacher, the best pastor around. Um, I'm sure I won't be the best father or best husband. I'm not a mechanic. Uh, I don't think that way. I don't, I don't think I'll ever fly planes. I surely have no desire to, you know, do skydiving. I mean, there are just not a lot of things that I'm really, really good at. There are some things God has gifted me, you know, with people, and that's why I'm in ministry. But one thing that I think, by and large, over the years that God has gifted me in is working hard. I can do that. And I might not be as good as you. I might not be as good as the next person down the road. But the great news is I don't get measured to those people. I get measured to Christ. And so, just like my dad told me, I want to work hard because it's hard work. Because at the end of the day, that's why God put us on this planet. To work hard. The very first command he gave Adam and Eve was to work and till the ground. And we got to do that in our marriages. We have to do that with our kids. We need to do that at our jobs, in our relationships. We have to do that with the Lord. You know, osmosis just doesn't work. We have to work hard because it's hard work. So as you go about this day and this week, you know, if you're married, you work hard because it's hard work. If you're single, you work hard because it's hard work. If you've buried your spouse, you work hard at the relationships in your life because it's hard work. But the reality is the fruit is something that we can't even measure. And so, friends, for me, for every day God allows me to be married, I'm going to work hard because marriage is hard work, but it's worth it. You work hard at your job today, friends, because it's hard work, because it's worth it. For Northeast by Midwest, did you get the point today? Work hard because it's hard work. God bless.